Hey, Talking Church, right before we got to this new set, we recorded an episode with Paul Olson, who's a sermon researcher for Pastor Rob, and he has an amazing story about finding purpose through his research, and it was too good to not share. So we're going to be jumping in back to the office. I know you'll get a lot out of this, so enjoy this episode with Paul Olson. My brother's the ministrist and campus pastor, Dave, and... uh, Grew up in a Christian home. I, our dad was a, an evangelist, traveled. He was gone almost every week of the year, with the exception of the summer and, you know, the ho- the big holidays. Um, I got out of high school, didn't know what I wanted to do. Actually went to, both Dave and I both went to uh, Catholic schools mm. our whole whole life, which was interesting. Uh Added a lot to my, I guess it adds a lot to my theology. <laughs> was your dad a Pentecostal minister? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So just was it, it the whole you... logic was uh, just keeping us out of public schools at the time. Got it. Okay. Uh, in Minnetrista or actually Mound, you know where that where the campuses uh, at the time, my parents had heard a lot of stuff about going on what, what was going on at the high school and, or the school district, and from grade one all the way to twelve. We went to Catholic schools. Hmm. And if I were to do it all over again, I, I'd do it all over again. Sure. I, I just loved it. Um, but after high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And my dad went to North Central. My grandpa taught there. And I, he goes, we just go there for a year since you don't know what you want to do. I said, sure. So I went there for a year, took all the, the basics and, uh, you know, didn't really feel anything. Uh, my sophomore year, when I, I actually told my dad, I'm like, hey, I think I'm going to go back. I still don't know what I want to do. It's probably a safe route. I'll do it another year. Uh, but then in between my second and third year, I traveled with a music group based out of uh, Visalia, California. They're called the Celebrants. They're kind of like the Imperials, hmm. kind of aging myself right now. <laughs> but um, they were a big orchestra that traveled around the world. And the uh, leader used to be a Roman Catholic, now turned Pentecostal Christian. Mm-hmm. So he had a burden on his heart to minister to Catholics. And majority of the churches that we went to were Roman Catholic churches. Mm. Um, so I did that for three months all over uh, the U.S. And then to our particular group went to Bulgaria. Mm. But I found myself... You know, we we would have regular devotions with each other, have to regularly give our testimonies, you know, in the crusades or in our concerts. And I just found myself just soaking in the word. Hmm. And I got back and I signed up for all Bible classes. Hmm. Like, I was like, I'm digging this, you know. Signed up for the languages, all the theology classes, um, and then I ultimately graduated with a uh, degree in pastoral and a minor in biblical languages, and I was just, like, on fire. Like, nothing could hold me back. Uh, and teaching, I, I was able to uh, TA for a couple years, my last couple years, for Greek, and I loved that. And I'm like, teaching is what I want to do. This is, this is, I finally felt like this was my calling. Mm. Um, at the time, I was dating my my then or my now wife, and uh, we got married right after I graduated, and um, started Im- immediately raising a family. So, in order to become what I wanted to do, as I wanted to go on to grad school, uh, but I just didn't have the time. 
didn't have the money, didn't have the time, but I was, I was committed to my family. But I would study stuff on the side, you know, at home and uh, learned other, taught myself other languages, Near Eastern languages, and just, just soaking up as much as I was a sponge, more so than when I was there. And um, then I started to struggle. It's like, I have no output for all this. Mm. Uh, at the time, we were going to Grace Church, and uh, huge church, right? Mm-hmm. And I really didn't feel we we my kids didn't connect when they were there as youth, and my wife and I weren't really connecting. And I just I still had no output for all this. So you're researching, you're learning all about scripture. You have knowledge in the language, but you're not you're not preaching. You're not no you know communicating. No. So it's it, in a lot of ways, it's you're just in you're learning for yourself. And then you know I look down the the, the pipeline and I think I don't I don't see myself. Where, at what point do I can I stop and go to grad school? Mm. You know, um, and I felt like that was what I was supposed. to. I knew I was like I, I'm supposed to teach. So this continues for 18 years. Wow! And there'd be good days, there'd be bad days, there'd be hills and valleys. And finally, I got to a low point, and I threw away everything. I got rid of all my, sold all my books. I threw away my diploma. And I, I went out, I remember like it was yesterday, I went to the garbage can and I said, if I'm ever going to do anything for you, I want to start from scratch. Hmm. I'm like, I don't feel anything. I know I don't have any feel or calling or desire. I, you know what I mean? But I, I wanted to do something, but I was like, I have, I have, you know, I had no output. I had nowhere to, to contribute. I didn't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I just I threw everything. And I said I'm st- drawing the line in the sand. I said I want to start all over, hmm. and I said I need you to give me somebody because I was you know I, I stopped reading books. Um, I just I just felt so like I was in a wilderness, mm-hmm. and I uh, I struggled with it. My and meanwhile, you know, looking back, my wife and I have had this conversation, but. My wife, who is a godly woman of God, had been praying for me. The Lord would get a hold of my heart. Because during those 18 years, I mean, I just, I, didn't, I never stopped believing, you know, but I was just like, I had no relationship. I had no, you know, praise and worship. It was just, it was, it was just. It's almost like the lukewarm maybe yep. that we talk, that Paul yep. talks about. Yeah. You got it. And uh, she had been praying diligently praying for me this whole time and because she could see it. Mm -hmm. She could feel it. And uh, make a long story a little bit longer, I I, I asked him for someone. I said, you need to give me someone that I can fall under and just learn and start over. And I'll be honest with you, it it was John Piper. Mm. You know, and I had read his books in college, knew of him, you know, his local – um, and I just started listening to sermons, reading his books, and just light bulbs are going off in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, and like when I was in college and shortly after college, I didn't care about theology at all. It was all binary data. It was ones and zeros. You know, it was all information. Mm-hmm. And now I'm seeing where those ones and zeros, what you get out of the ones and zeros, you yeah. know? 
making sense, interpreting that binary data, light bulbs are going off and I'm realizing, oh, that's what that means. Yeah, I remember that. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, do you so, feel like in, in you know, because you talked about in college and undergrad, you did a lot of this, but do you feel like you were learning just for learning's sake? Like you almost were checking the box to try and know more? Or when you talk about the the ones and zeros connecting, you know, talk a little bit more so, about that. The first person I told this to, what I'm about to say, uh, it was it was uh, Pastor Carter, Teppley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were we uh, had been going out every so often talking, and I said, you know what? It got to the point. I realize now that it got to the point where I loved the Bible more than I loved God. Wow. He's like, is he? Is that even possible? Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. You know, and you, you got to yeah. stop and think twice about it. But yeah. um, in some ways, a fair, I can say, fair, I can Pharisee, say it, it is yeah. possible. Yeah, right. Yeah. I told my wife, I said, I've been a Pharisee. Mm. And uh, I just, I wanted to know everything about the book, but I didn't want to know everything about the man. Mm. You know, uh, people are always looking, your skeptics, even Christians, you know, are always looking for a watertight argument to be a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. What they should be looking for is not a watertight argument, but a watertight person. Mm, yeah. You know, it's Christ. And that's what I was missing. Even though I believed, I loved, I prayed, I just had zero connection, zero relationship. And he, he wasn't changing my heart. Or, you know, that what I was doing wasn't changing my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then listening to Piper, like, constantly— sermon. I'm at work with my earbuds in, listening to sermons. And I come home and I tell my wife, I'm having these conversations with my wife, like, guess what? Do you realize this? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, who are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And what were you doing for work at the time? Um, I, I was, a, I'm what do you call a low voltage electrician. So that, so what you still do. So you're, so I, you're yep. doing electric, yep. listening to Piper. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. And I'm taking notes, get on my phone and listening stuff and taking notes. So this goes on for a couple of years, and then it goes to Tim Keller, mm-hmm. and then it goes to N.T. Wright, and um, this continues. So during this, about 2016, my, my dad passed away. Pastor Anthony was still here, mm-hmm. and I had met with him many times, and he kind of knew my story, mm-hmm. and my daughter wanted to get baptized, and my wife says, why don't you, she goes, would you think about getting baptized again? I'm like, yeah. You know, and I know, I know there's, that's a theological sure. issue for some. Uh, but I, re- I felt good about it and I wanted to do it. And well, you're I, a Catholic Pentecostal <laughs> who listened to Piper. And I mean, you've, yep. you've got the Anglican, you've got the Baptist. I mean, you're, you're all, yeah, you've Anglican, got it all. Yep. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I texted Pastor Anthony and said, hey, Hannah's getting baptized today, would you baptize me again? Do you have an issue with that? He said, no. It'd be my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, myself, like I feel, I, I felt like I needed to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I know in some circles it's probably not right. Some people disagree with it, but it is what it is. I did it. Um, I'll do it again. Well, not really. Um, yeah, not again, <laughs> again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd replay that, okay? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, I'm just like on fire. 
Yeah. I can't get enough. You know, I'm still a sponge, but I'm sucking up different information. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not even the information. It's just like I'm letting my eyes have been open. My ears are open. My heart's open. And, you know, I was kind of like Lydia in Acts 16, you know. Paul, or uh, Luke says that Lydia's heart was open to what Paul was telling her. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like Lydia. Like for once after 18 years plus that this is who Christ is to me. Yeah. And um, But even at this time, that the the research and all that is still internal. It's just yeah. now it's now become more about Jesus and less about knowledge. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep. And um, I'm worshiping more, you know, like like I've never have before. You know, and there's there's something to be said about that. You know, when you get uh Someone once said that good theology leads to good doxology. Mm. And when you get the the spirit of truth inside of you, you get that truth, you know, you get so close to that truth and it looks so beautiful. And all you can do is your reaction is just to worship. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's where I got to. And I still, at this point, still had no output for it. You know, I wasn't doing anything with it. I was just still Mm -hmm. collecting. But I knew... I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do something with this now, you know. So that little struggle was still kind of there, and there's this old pastor named Ed Clowney, and he once said that don't, don't let the pulpit drive you to the word, but let the word drive you to the pulpit, mm. and that's like what I felt like. Mm-hmm. Like I need, I wanted to j- climb up to the rooftop, you know. It just yell that what the Lord had done for me, you know, just like the word says, I wanted to go tell all my neighbors. I was telling some people at work and they're just like, yeah, we can tell you're like, you are a totally different person. Um, and then my brother texts me and says, Hey, I'm, I'm preaching. Campus pastors are preaching this weekend. It's on this, you know, what are your thoughts on this? So I just, Clicked away, a couple paragraphs, and that was that one. Then a couple weeks later, hey, we're doing it again. Uh, I need your help on this. So I'm like, all right, what do you got? So he gives it to me and went to his house, and we sat down for a couple hours, and I, we just brainstormed. And he's like, this is great. Thank you so much. I'm like, no, thank you. This is awesome. It's the first time you've really yeah. ever been able to put it yep. somewhere. Yep. So... um this went on for a few times, and I'm just like, man. And actually, my wife, now that I think about it, my wife is like, I was ta- ta- we were talking about this, and she's like, man, do you think you could, like, do this for Pastor Rob? Hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I think I could. And um, your mom and dad had come to our church, come to Crosstown, and they, they were leaving right away. They had to go out of town. So after they did the, he prayed for the offering. And I was sitting, we were sitting in the, the right rear, right by the aisle. And I saw him come walking down the aisle alongside the wall. And I just, I just had this urge, like, go get up, get up and talk to him. And um, we had met before, so we knew each other. Very casually, and I just said, hey, Pastor Rob, you got five minutes. 
He goes, yeah. He goes, I'm, I'm leaving for uh, the airport, but come walk with me. So I walked with him out, and he goes, hey, Paul, what's up? And I said, I just, I just said it. You know, I was just like, I stopped him, and I go, how do you prepare for sermons? And he's like, well, I've got uh, this company that I use, mm-hmm. and I've got some individuals in the church that I'll shoot off ideas to, get some feedback. He's like, why? And I said, I, I want to help. I want to be a part of that team. He said, well, why? And I said, because I can do it. And I said, the Lord has opened my my mind. I can understand scripture. I can tell, I can teach it. I can explain it. Um, and I, on top of it, I feel like I'm supposed to ask you if I can do it. And I said, I know this is incredibly awkward. This is really unusual, you know. We hardly even know each other. He's like, no. He goes, it's all right. It's good. I know you. I know your family. He goes, just send me an email, and we're going to make this happen. I was like, what? (laughs) So I sent him the email. And then, you know, you know that story that Pastor Anthony told told when the first time he went to River Valley Church, he walked in, and there was like an advertisement. Oh, sure. And it had a map of map, Sydney map on of it, Sydney, right? Australia, where he was from. Yeah, I had a moment like that mm-hmm. because a couple, a few weeks went by. Mona sent me the sermon schedule, mm-hmm. and I opened it up, and it was the beginning of the uh, the first one I was going to do was the first sermon for the anchor series, mm-hmm. 21, 2021. and the first sermon, if you remember, was Romans eight. Mm-hmm. And I just about dropped my phone. Now, the backstory, the reason why that's my Sydney story is because when I was going through all this and soaking up scripture, one thing I learned how to do is memorize huge clumps of scripture. Mm-hmm. And at the time when I was going through this process, Romans 8 was like my go-to chapter. Mm-hmm. And I memorized it. But that was just the catalyst because after that, I, I started memorizing uh, Ephesians, Galatians, and then I eventually got through over half of Romans. The entire books. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but Romans 8 was the first. Uh, that was my go-to chapter, and that was the first one that I memorized. And then mm. that was the first <laughs> sermon that <laughs> I was going to do yeah. research for, right? Wow. So that was my Sydney moment. Wow. And I knew at that time, like, this is it. Mm-hmm. And... Now it's February 23, yeah, almost two years later, and I, I can't, I have to pinch myself sometimes that mm. I still do this. Do you feel like in, with the writing now, in some ways, are you building out your own commentary? Yeah. Yeah. Um, N.T. Wright, I get this from N.T. Wright, but he said one of his best exercises that he did with his students is have them take a verse or a passage and put it in their own words. Mm. And it takes a little while to get used to. Yeah. I mean, especially because there's a lot of hard verses. That would be hard to do that. But um, once you start doing it, yeah, like it just naturally, you'll, you'll start getting, big, getting better at it the more you do it. Yeah. And I would recommend that to anyone. Even even to a layperson, you know, yeah. if if you love the word and love studying it, or you've got 
particular verses that are your favorite that you're always going back to and yeah just put in your own words yeah i heard someone say the other day that writing is just thinking you know and mm-hmm. it's but it's thinking while you're putting something down and um I, obviously we could talk about this for a long time but of course we need to kind of veer towards the the end here but what i'd love to what i'd love to end with is i'd love to hear maybe if you could just share a little bit more about what it is meant to you and what God's been maybe just revealing you over these past couple minutes here of the 20 plus years of really seeing this wilderness again, but but now seeing it on the other side of the, you talked about your feeling, but even as you study, as you're seeing your your research resource pastors on our team being used in sermons that are being taught to thousands of people every week, what is that? meant for you and how have you seen your relationship with God even grow through that? A um, couple things. One, number one, it came down to a conversation I had with my wife over dinner mm-hmm. and we were talking about, by this time I'd been doing it for like around a year and how much I told her that, you know, I don't, I don't know where this is going to end up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she said, do you realize that you're doing what you always wanted to do. Hmm. I said, what, what do you mean? She goes, think about it. She goes, all you wanted to do was be a teacher. Hmm. And she's like, you're doing that every week. Hmm. And she goes, granted, it's through Pastor Rob, yeah. and Pastor Kirk and the others. She goes, but you, your voice is, or your what you have to say, you know, is being taught mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I was, I was, my mouth hit the floor because I, I didn't thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. It was, it was still kind of removed from me, and I didn't equate the two. Yeah, but she did, mm-hmm. and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Um. So that's been huge, and I remind my, you know, I've got to remind myself, you're doing what yeah. you wanted to do, you know, and. 20 years, you know, for, you know, and there's some people I had this conversation with and like, God has something for you. It's coming. It's coming, you know? And maybe this, maybe this is just the the tip of the iceberg. But the other thing I found is like that Ed Clowney quote, you Mm -hmm. know, the word drove me to, to get to this point, you know, it just, you know, the closer you get to it, the more beautiful God is mm-hmm. and his word. And then what stems from that is worship. Yeah. And not just my physical worship, but just, you know, I just, you, you, John Owen said that, um, oh shoot, I forgot, forgot the quote. Um, John Owen said that, when you when you take when you take scripture and when you take God's word, you got to uh, take the truth out of the scripture, you know, take take the truth out of the verse and take the truth in. Mm. And then things get big and beautiful. These these ideas, you know, what you're reading becomes big and beautiful and it changes your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I find every week. Mm. 
And, you know, some, some, there's been times where I've written, you know, six, eight pages and I tell my wife, I'm like, I don't know, just kind of, I don't know. It's kind of, uh, you know, and then Pastor Rob will get up and then, bam, he'll use a whole bunch. Yeah. And I'll be like, I don't think it was that good. Hmm. You know, God has this, God has this unique way yeah. of, you know, letting stuff like that come out. It's, and and then I think, okay, maybe I shouldn't have been so hard on myself. You know, and after, like, one of the things I pray is, like, Lord, collaborate with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, work with me. Show me, reveal to me what you want said about this. Yeah. You know, yeah. what do you want people to know about this verse? Mm. Yeah. Or what do you want people to know about this? Reveal it to me. Yeah. Let me see it. Let me be able to, to grasp it. Let me be able to understand it. Let me be able to teach it. Mm-hmm. Um, and every week, you know, this this tithing week, you know, we, we've done, I think, four tithing sermons since, mm-hmm. since I started this. Sure. Yeah. And he just wrote to me. He's like, you know, I want something new. Yeah. I want someone that's new to tithing. Mm-hmm. And anything new would be great. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> And I don't know, I started, most of everything that I I wrote out was just me thinking on my phone mm-hmm. and just writing down stuff as it's coming to me Yeah. and praying over it. And there was, you know, I don't know how I got eight pages, but I did. <laughs> you know, and sometimes like, yeah. you know, I guess, God, will you do it again? Yeah. Do it again this week. I don't know what, I well, got nothing. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of pastors that can that can resonate with that. And every week they're they're researching, they're writing, they're preaching, they're teaching, and they're doing it all. And and I, I think what what is so beautiful about your story is really this arc of seeing this this passion that you had in undergrad, but then this finding really finding Jesus in the midst of it yeah, all. Right. Um, which sounds ironic, but I think is is evident and it's clear and the joy that you've seen and, and your wife's wisdom and sharing all of that and seeing the story to say even what you, what you just said about what your wife told you of your desire was to teach and that desire is being fulfilled. And although it maybe doesn't look like your verbal words on the pulpit, but a research to help others. And I, I just really want to encourage people listening that maybe they're a pastor and they say, ah, I'm, I'm researching and I'm preparing first. It takes the, uh, it, it takes the humility to ask for help from others. Yeah. But then secondly, it takes other people to say, hey, I have something to offer here. And I love that you've been able to find your call and your spot and to say, hey, I'm still able to do my job here, but I'm also able to do something that I'm passionate about that God so clearly equipped me to do. And really, I think that's just a reminder for a lot of people. And the last reminder that I want to say, and I just felt prompted earlier in in, in this recording, that maybe there's somebody listening and maybe they're in your spot. Maybe they're even on the pulpit. And maybe they'd say, I love the Bible and I love the word, but I don't have that same love or that same devotion to the man. And I'd be naive to think that there aren't people out there that are listening that feel that way. And so I hope that your story encourages them. I know it will. I hope that they're inspired to say, hey, maybe I've dove too deep into trying to understand this without understanding who yep. he is yep. and that it would be married together to say, I mean, you know this, but the whole, you can't, 
now that you're in the position you're in, you can't take Christ out of the story. You can't take the man out of the story, but ultimately that relationship. And so um, for the sake of time, maybe we'll have to do this again and talk more. But I, I just want to say thank you for sharing your story. It's thank been you. awesome to hear and your testimony of God's goodness coming through his word, but ultimately coming through Jesus. That's and right. really that's the story of it all. And yeah. so um, people will probably hear from you, maybe not through you, but from you through some research and through sermons and all of that as they get to each and every week here at River Valley. And hopefully uh, maybe other pastors at other churches can find people uh, maybe like you, or maybe they're, they're like you in themselves. I love Paul's story so much. And maybe you're out there and you're feeling like you had a plan for what your story was supposed to look like and what your purpose was supposed to look like. And Paul's story reminds you that it looks different for everybody. So I hope you're encouraged that maybe it's as a researcher, maybe it's as a pastor, maybe it's staying in the marketplace, but God has a plan for you wherever you are. And I wanted to make sure that we all heard Paul's story. That's such a great reminder of that. So until next time here on Talking Church, thanks so much. If you could like and subscribe, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a review. It would help us out so much so more people can listen. We'll see you back here soon on Talking Church.